Hi again, wrestling fans. This is Aaron Bishop, and you are listening to the BWF Podcast. Every week on the show, we do a deep dive into wrestling storylines from the past. Some are well-known and others you may have forgotten about. Before we get going, I want to take a moment to thank everyone that subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else you can find your favorite podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. It helps us out very much. Don't forget to give us a like, leave a review. We are also all over social media these days. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and our handle is BWF underscore podcasts. We are posting behind-the-scenes stuff and asking what you guys would like to learn about and what you want to hear more of. But now that I have all that bullshit out of the way, Condon, take it away, my friend. How are you this week? I'm fantastic. I just spent the week working Hope Festival here, so a lot of hippies trying to get them going for music is uh, very difficult. A lot of decrepit people. All right, Bish, so last week we had the conclusion of our three-part epic. Started Razor Ramon. The second part, maybe the best part, like Godfather 2, The Diesel Project, and then last week we ended it off with the NWO. And did you know that we released that episode right around the anniversary of the Hogan heel turn? Did you know that? Almost to the very day. How crazy is that? I mean, we don't plan this stuff, folks, so that just goes to show, like, this is meant to be. Absolutely. It's written in the stars. Now that we're done that, and uh, as we alluded to last week, uh, you're going off to uh, some sort of military training or something like that down in the States for a bit. We are having a one-week hiatus after this, so we are doing a one-off, and it was Bishop's Choice. Why don't you give a little tease about what we got going on? little tease. Yes, sir. Well, this week we are going to look into Jake the Snake Roberts, more specifically his feud with the Ultimate Warrior and then his feud with the Macho Man Randy Savage. We are going to see the transformation of him becoming beloved superstar to most hated villain. It's quite great, man. This stuff here is going to be really, really good. I can't wait to dive into it. This is some of the stuff that you may have forgotten about. A lot of people, you know, they don't really think of Jake the Snake and the Ultimate Warrior. So this is going to be a really great episode. I can't wait. I was thinking about this uh, last night, and everybody, you know, writes a lot about who the best career baby faces were, and they say Ricky Steamboat. They say career heels, and they'll say uh, MJF maybe currently. But in terms of two guys that were equally as awesome baby face and heel, you got to say Jake Roberts and Macho Man probably atop that list. Jake, Macho, and Hogan, top three. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Wow. If you had one more, we could say that it was, what was that fucking Mount Rushmore thing? Let's do it for the fans. For the fans. Who was equally as great as a face and heel? Immediately, I, I go Bret Hart. And maybe The Rock? The Rock could be uh, on there. You mean his deadly game heel turn at the 98 Survivor Series. And we started coming out with the corporate champion and stuff like that. Really good stuff. And obviously, he was over huge as a babyface as well. 
also put maybe Kurt Angle as well. Yeah, um, that's a good one. That's yeah. a, Kurt is weird. Kurt's weird because like his baby face stuff. Like I don't. I I think like Kurt was a way better heel than a baby yeah. face though. Face. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a tough one. Maybe our fans write us up at bwfpodcasts at gmail.com and let us know who should be the fourth mega superstar who was equally good and over as a face and as a heel. Absolutely. Great question. Fans, help us out. Now, uh, with that in mind, speaking of questions, uh, should we go into the viewer mailbag or would you like to, let's just, I'm just going to go. I'm going to make the executive call because it's not the the call. It's not the Bishop Wrestling Federation podcast. It's the Basement right. Wrestling Federation podcast. I have a say. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God for Bishop for being so magnanimous as to release a little bit of the power. Okay, and with that in mind, into the viewer mailbag. Once again, I was inundated with questions from all over the world. We are heard in multiple states, we are heard in multiple countries, and we are heard in virtually every province at this point. Isn't that right, Aaron? That is correct. We have listeners in Ontario, British Columbia, Newfoundland, Alberta, uh, Quebec, Nova Scotia, Manitoba, Virginia, down in the States, California. All right, don't don't list them all off. We don't want to give up all of our... Maryland, Illinois, England, Scotland, France. St. Petersburg in Russia, Montenegro, and Serbia. Oh, I could keep going. Uh, good. Okay, good. I didn't want to hear all of it. That Serbia one sticks out to me. I wonder if that's like a bot or something. Or maybe it could be a human trafficker as well. Either way, we don't care what your background is here, so long as you love wrestling. That's right. Thank you for joining us. Wherever what, you may be, whatever, wherever you may be, whatever you may do with your free, with your working time, man's got to work, man's got to put food on his table. And with that in mind, our first question, hello, fellows, I'm feeling overwhelmed by work these days between my main job, part time job, work around the house. And of course, my volunteering, I don't think I have a minute to myself when I do get a moment alone. You know what I like to do? That's right. Watch a wrestling match. Do you guys have a recommendation for your favorite wrestling match? Five minutes or less. Thanks, Jack the Winner. Thank you, Jack the Winner. Glad to hear that work is still going good for you. Five minutes or less. Jesus. I have two answers for this, and they're both the same guys in the match. Really? Yeah. So it's not Kevin Nash and Bob Backlund? No, no. Good, though. Good. Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, there wasn't, that. that's a match, but I mean, there wasn't really anything to it. The two things I'm thinking of had a little bit of a dynamic going to it. I could go first. Right off the top of my head, Lesnar-Goldberg Survivor Series 2016, I think it was, in oh. uh, Toronto. Nice. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That was amazing. Um, that was good, yeah. yeah, that was a really surprising match. Build up to that was everybody just, I mean, it's Lesnar. Everybody figured Lesnar was going to finally get his win over Goldberg after uh, what happened at Mania 20 when he was supposed to win, but he left instead. And then, uh, and I, I tell you, like I've said it before, I'll say it again. Brock Lesnar has a really great mind for wrestling. And apparently it was his call on the day. He said that he thought he could make some more money with Bill. 
And sure enough, they went on to WrestleMania that following year and had another five-minute match, which was my number two pick. Equally as, not equally as good, because it wasn't as surprising. Knew that Brock was going to win that one, probably. But that first one was so shocking. Good answers, I agree. And you know what the funny thing about this is? My answer is also going to involve Brock Lesnar. Oh, Brock really? Lesnar. This is Kofi Kingston, SmackDown, for the championship. Wow. Now, that's controversial. And the fans, yeah. What a bullshit ring that was for Kofi Kingston. I hated every fucking second of it. I I mean, I agree with you. And that's what happens with these, quote-unquote, you-deserve-it title reigns. Mm-hmm. Now, his match at Mania against Daniel Bryan was, was very Great. good. Yeah. Yeah. Great moment. And now they're saying that Roman Reigns is going to be taking on Jay Uso at SummerSlam. And people mm-hmm. are now starting to bubble up with the Jay Uso deserves the title run thing. And it's just going to be the same thing. They're just going to keep it on him for six months of, of where he's not the main event. You can put that title on anybody. Doesn't make you the main event. And and I hate those just honorarium title reigns. I agree. I agree. Kofi Kingston and a lot of good feel good moments to it. But then after that, I mean, he, uh, you know, just didn't have much of a reign. You know, even if Big E, even if Big E were to cash in the money in the bank title, you know, and, and then he got it and cash in on Kofi, I would have been okay with that back then. I wasn't all really okay with Big E's title reign when he got it, you know, when he did. But back then, if he, if he got it, that would have been a great story and great storytelling. So uh, I did just, just Kofi himself. I just don't like him as a champion. Didn't like him as a champion. And, you know, his match quality was, was bad. He didn't yeah. have a good match. Not yeah. one good match. He had a great buildup with Randy Orton to SummerSlam. I remember the buildup of that was really, really good. Because they had some good stuff to really hold on to, but they kind of already like pre-blew, they already pre-came with that little storyline because they used it in the build-up to the Mania match where they referenced Orton calling Kofi stupid for blowing a spot years ago, right? So they just kind of redid it again. But I would argue with you saying that that is your favorite under five-minute match. I don't think that that's, I don't think you think that's a good match though. Do you? You usually were happy with the outcome. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I thought enough. that it's it, much dynamic to it. No, you're right. It was yeah, just... yeah. When you said that the match that you were going to say involved another participant, I thought you were going to say Bill Goldberg, and then a bunch of lights went off inside my head so brightly. I'm surprised you didn't comment on it because Bill Goldberg is the king of the five minute match, and his match Goldberg with Hogan. No, hold on. Sorry, Goldberg has only had one really good match that I've ever enjoyed watching. Yeah, what was that? And that was him versus DDP, Dom Dallas Page at Halloween Havoc. Yeah. But that was a really long match that actually went over the time. So. <laughs> really? Yes, that's right. They And so, yeah, they went off the pay-per-view feed early, right? And they had to replay the match the next night on Nitro to make up for it. Yeah. I think his match with Hogan at the, on the Nitro where he beat him for the title was probably less than five minutes, too. That was a really good match. Yeah, yeah, that was actually a really good match. The people went nuts. Yeah, it was um, crazy. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was a great moment for sure. On to the next question. Oh my gosh, Aaron and Pat, did you guys know that Hogan screwed up the finish in that match? According to Kevin Nash, Hogan threw the ref out of the ring, who was supposed to count the three on Savage. 
Scott Hall improvised the three count, but the match was supposed to be an official win for the NWO. However, because of Hogan's embarrassing gaffe in the history books, the match is listed as a no contest. Aaron, because you've recently proved what a know-it-all you are with your big 100 questions correctly guessed, can you name any other famous botches that caused the match finish to change? Steven Benjamin. The only one that really comes to mind recently is Jericho versus Neville. Yes, yes, yeah. Neville. Yeah. Adrian Neville. Uh, Neville fucked up his ankle in the match, and Jericho was screaming at the referee to go home, or like I don't know, no, the referee was doing something to Neville, like, and Jericho was screaming at, at the referee, telling him to fuck off, or something. Like that. But they, they had to go home early, so that's that's the one that really comes to mind, or uh, you know, off the hop. I can't really think of one. I don't know besides that. Can you? Botches that caused the match finished change. There was all the ones that I can think of have been fairly recent. Uh, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens had a match for the U.S. title. Uh, somebody was supposed to kick out of it. They didn't, so they had to do the title change. Uh, Sasha Banks just recently got injured in a match, and she was supposed to beat this person to win the new New Japan women's title. I think it is, or stardom a title. She was supposed to either retain or whatever, but she got hurt and made the decision in the match for the other person to go over. So now, so they got a new champion. Um, so those are the ones that are, are fairly recent. I don't know of any, like, any big-time matches. I always wondered the John Cena and Batista Royal Rumble finish. Was that, that was unscripted, right? That wasn't supposed to happen? That was not supposed to happen, no. Both participants went over the top rope at the exact same time. Fluke, like this biggest fluke ever. And the both of them happened to land at the same time. Both feet hit the floor at the same time. So Vince McMahon called an audible and started making his way to the ring. And this is the famous spot where when McMahon went to go into the ring under the bottom ropes, he actually tore both of his quad muscles right off the bone. And he had to do an improvised segment sitting down on his ass in the in the, in the ring yeah. telling, telling Batista and John Cena that the match had to restart. I mean, it's a crazy chaotic scene. We should actually do a little deep dive into the Royal Rumbles one of these days and have that as one of the things that we listen to. But yeah, what a what a crazy, crazy situation. Yeah, I and mean, I don't know why I can't think of anything leading up to it. It didn't, I guess like... Like if unless it was going to be on a pay per view, like say for example the Rockers and the Hart Foundation, they busted the ropes, right? And so that's not really the same thing because they just negated that entire match; it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. I wasn't aware that the Hogan thing was botched either. I'm good on everybody for uh, rolling with the punches. Moving on to the next question. Hi, chaps. Jack again. I also like whacking off when I have a free minute. What's the last porn you watched? Show your phone to prove it was the last one. Don't be a pussy about this, Jack the winner. All right, Jack. Wow. You caught me off guard with that one. I thought that he was going to say in the first email that when he gets some time alone, he likes to masturbate, but it was watching a five-minute long match. And now he is asking us to uh, say the last porn that we watched. 
and then show our phone to prove it was the last one. Aaron, are you able to do this? The thing is, I go on Reddit and I just look at videos, so I can't believe <laughs> There's a history function. There is history. You think I don't know how to Reddit? There's history function on Reddit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what to say, Pat. <laughs> Interesting, because I'm ready to go. My oh my last, God. and I'll just show this for uh, for you. Oh, the last geez. porn I watched is this thing here, and it's wholesome masturbation encouragement with aftercare, and it's just a real nice uh, video with. Uh, there's no humiliation. It says in this, which is what I'm into. I'm into normal porn for normal people, so I don't have a problem with showing uh, the last porn that's on my phone. There it is. She's a lovely lady. Uh, with uh, real, normal, proportionate body size, the way I like them. I like them either way, actually. I don't care. All right. So, Bish, uh, I guess you are going to uh, pass on that question, hey? which is, I think, going to raise more questions to our audience than anything else. I just look up ass on Reddit. What do you mean? What do you want from me? Ass. Ass. ass? Yes. I love ass. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right i mean i guess uh I, you guys can't see him but i'm i'm thinking that he's lying here he's very uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> i am very uncomfortable but I'm not lying. <laughs> okay well with that in mind that closes up the viewer mailbag again this week folks uh please send in your questions I'll answer them. I don't know what Bishop's problem is. It's 50-50 with this guy sometimes. I guess you can't ask the wrong questions. But anything you do want to know about, please email bwfpodcasts at gmail.com. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is quickly turned into my new favorite segment of the week. It is Trivia, hosted by the great Aaron Bishop. Give it up for Aaron Bishop, everybody. All right, not that much, not that much. Oh. I don't want to, look, I'm happy for any positive thing that happens to you. I just don't want it to be more positive than what happens to me. Fair enough. All right, so Aaron, are you going to be winging it again this week? What? Are you going to be winging it like you did last week? Oh, questions up the top of your head. Sorry, no, I actually wrote these out. I was watching wrestling throughout the week, and just whatever random stuff popped in my head, I wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why this was all so difficult for me. It's making it seem like uh, that when I was doing this, it was like really hung over my head the entire time. So maybe uh, I just need to look at life a new way. Are you ready? I think so. Let me just go over the rules here on this one. This time around, Aaron is going to be asking me questions. For everyone I get right, he has to take a shot. This week, he is shooting Jim Bean. Is it the. The black cherry thing. Yes, we're starting off. We're still in the opening rounds of this, so Aaron is treating himself. No chaser, my friend. I am going chaseless from now on. Okay. 
cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Wow, also, that is... you can have your choice of me gargling or holding it in my mouth for five seconds before swallowing. Whatever you think is worse. Well, I guess I never really considered that before. So I uh, for the, definitely, if I get one right this week, I'm going to try the five-second thing and see how that goes. And with that in mind, let's go. Question one. A little softball one for you. Get you going. Condon, who screwed Brett? Do I have multiple choice on this? This isn't no, fair. This is, there's no definitive answer to this. This is bullshit. I never... I, okay. This is an opinion-based question, Aaron. Um, and even then... Even if you were to say that Brett did not screw Brett, which he did not do, are you talking about Survivor Series? The yes. match? You um, screwed Brett. The Vince? I want to say Vince screwed Brett. Brett screwed Brett. <laughs> That's bullshit. But, but, to be fair. No wonder this is easier for fair. you. You don't give a shit. Go ahead. To be fair, I was talking to Andrew Skinner in preparation uh, before this, and I did, I did tell him that if you were to answer Brett, Vince, Hebner, or pretty much anybody else involved, that I would, I was going to give you the point. So, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you squirmed over there, and you know, it's smoke coming out well, your it's ears. It's not a fair <laughs> question. It's not a fair question. <laughs> Never. <laughs> you said yourself there's multiple questions. I, I'd have it be a hard question to not. I could have said Triple H. I could have said it, his wife screwed him. I could have said Sonny screwed him. I could have said Sean. Uh, you know, anyways, please do your I shot. Another point for me. Vince McMahon promo. Brett screwed Brett. Yes, I know. I, I know that. I asked for you. Okay, there it is. And you're holding it in your mouth. I asked you for clarification. You shrugged at me. All right. And you shrugged again. Okay, do your thing. <laughs> Am I holding this one in my mouth? Or? Yeah, well, you're going to hold that in your mouth. All right. For five seconds. So I get to do the countdown, obviously. I'll just do the, uh, what is it, timer or stopwatch. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so that's one second, two, three, four. There you go. Swallow it. That's a good guy. Maybe go play. <laughs> Is that worse? What? It's way worse. Oh yeah, I get kind of see. All right, beautiful, good. Where'd you come up with that idea? It just came to me, my friend. Just came to me. Nice. (laughs) One point for the G Pat. That would be uh, overall eleven to three, I do believe, as of right now for you. That's right. Hell yeah. Okay. Question the two. Mm Hmm. Which title, which championship has the Big Show never won? Is it A, the Hardcore Championship? Uh Is it B, the Intercontinental Championship? Is it C, the United States Championship? Or is it D, the European Championship? Hmm. Wow. So he has held the u.s title and the hardcore title correct and now the european championship i mean it's good i don't remember him wearing 
I don't remember him with the Intercontinental title, but there was a whole lot going on in wrestling for a period of time I was not watching, and and he and like he was with the Miz and all this kind of shit. So I'm gonna say the European title. You got it. So yay! Before now, you leaped towards the bottle, which again tells me that this is not a good punishment. Couldn't get to it faster, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you happen to know when he did have the Intercontinental title? I do. I stumbled across this. This is where the question came from. Mm-hmm. I stumbled across this pay-per-view, and I had no recollection of the Big Show beating Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania for yeah. the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. yeah. And it lasted about one month. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so that was in that period I wasn't watching at all. So, uh, yeah, he definitely wasn't around for the European title or not in that chase. Anyways, Aaron, with that in mind, putting me up to 12 to 3. Put that alcohol in your mouth, my friend, for five (laughs) seconds. Just put it in there. (laughs) Shove it in. And I got to bring up the uh, stopwatch here. Just one second. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Okay. There we go. And we're starting. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Go for it. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. Wow. Good. Ooh. Good. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I got to say that I'm amazed that that is. That's having the impact that it is. Go ahead for your uh, third question, please. What kind of match? I'm going to get fucking loaded. What kind of match was the tag team championship match at WrestleMania 2000? Do you need a multiple choice for this one? For the tag team titles for 2000 so it wasn't tlc yeah. but yeah uh so it wasn't tlc but it was a it was a ladder match right it was just a ladder match correct it was a ladder yeah. match jump into that bottle maybe i should have made these a little bit harder fuck oh that the brett question really got you <laughs> again it wasn't a question it was like a philosophy more than anything else Honestly, yeah. Yeah. And there it is in his mouth, guys. We are counting it off here now. He has got one second and two, three, four, and five. You sort of go to a place in your mind, I can see. You're just, you're, like you're in yoga oh. or something. You're, I can see you breathing. I got to go to that other place, man. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Cow, what a beautiful All right. Question four. Can you name one of the teams involved in the wild card match at Survivor Series 95? Okay. One of the teams. One uh wait now. Sorry, sorry. So the question is Either one of the entire teams. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to go with Razor Ramon, um, British Bulldog, Owen Hart. It was a 
fucking team of heels and Razor and everybody left. Double, double, uh, no, I don't think it was Double J. Tell you what, you've named three out of the eight participants so far. If you can name seven out of the eight, I'll give it to you as well. So, okay, so Double J. On, you said, you said Razor, you yeah. said Owen, yeah. you said Bulldog, yeah. and who else? Double J. Well. And remember that the one, two, three kid comes in, but he's not in it. I I don't know. Ray, I'm just gonna guess now. It was Razor, Psycho Sid, British Bulldog, uh, Owen Hart, and there's one more on that team. Is there? Who was fucking fighting at that time? Did you see Yokozuna earlier? No, I didn't. I'll take the loss on this one. Who is? It? I obviously don't know. Who is it? Was it well, Yoko on that? Team. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the first team is Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, Bulldog, mm. and mm. Psycho Sid. Yeah. This is Yoko Zuna, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, and Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas. God damn. It was an awful concept that they only went back to a couple of more times. <laughs> yeah, I don't, actually, do they even go back to it? I don't know, but it was it was bad. It was, it was bad. bad. Yeah. All right. Next question. Condon, who won the nineteen ninety nine Royal Rumble? Oh, jeez. I I think that this one's actually a little insulting. Uh, Vince McMahon won it. What do you take me for? What if I came to you with a question like that? Trying what if I asked you who was Vince McMahon's biggest rival? <laughs> <laughs> what was Listen, Bret Hart's I, nickname? <laughs> I just try to poke the brain here and see, you know, uh, what kind Where of knowledge the level is. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't exactly know. So, okay, so now I'm going to have to go harder next week. That's what she said. Five seconds in the mouth. One, two... Three. Got a little impish smile on him here. Where was I? Two, three, four, and five. Wow. How was work today, anyways? How how's your march towards uh, SummerSlam looking? The march towards SummerSlam is over. I did not make. <laughs> I did not make it. I made the twenty three sales. Yeah. And what was what was the goal? Thirty. He fleeced you for twenty three. So what's going to happen? <laughs> Nothing. You're not going to SummerSlam. That's too bad. That uh, wow. Sometimes dreams don't come true. God. No, not at all. Wow, I respect Chris for <laughs> sticking to his guns. I thought it would have been another situation again where. Um, where the person who puts the thing up against you decides because they love you so much, ah, you can get it. So Chris is a is a fucking is a fucking stickler, man. What a boss! He's a man's man. <laughs> mm-hmm. God love him. Uh, so no SummerSlam. SummerSlam will be because I earned it and because I deserved it. Yeah. Next question. Which wrestler went by the names American Starship? And Coyote. It's Scott Hall, isn't it? It is Scott Hall, you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> How dare you? 
How dare you? <laughs> I was really hoping that you would get that wrong, and then I would just, you know, make fun of you for like five episodes. But yeah, fuck me. no, I ain't playing around when it comes to the Scott Oliver Hall. Thank you very much. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we got to turn in this into a video podcast sooner than later. Three, two, one. Oh my god. Oh my god. You okay? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus fuck. He's clutching his chest. Get down in there. Oh my god. Oh, I'd swallow that one down. Jesus fuck. Woo. Oh my god. Did you almost puke? Is that what it, that was? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded oh. like something exploded in your mouth. A wet explosion. Hell <laughs> yeah. No, liquid came up and I'd swallow it right back down. <laughs> Holy ah. fuck. Wow. Folks, Ooh. the debauchery here is amazing. Thank you amazing. so much. What are we on now? There's only, what, question six or seven, was it? Or... Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, He's four. He's counting on his fingers. Five, six. That was question six. All right, and five and one, I believe. So, uh, so I'm at sixteen overall, five for the day. Question seven: What do you got for me, Aaron? Time to bump these up a little bit. Who did the one, two, three kid face at SummerSlam 1995? Do you need a multiple choice? No, Double J. Do you need multiple choice? Okay, give me a double. Give me, give me a, give me a. Nice guy. I'm a nice guy. All right. So we have A, the roadie. B, Akushi. B, Bob, Sparky Plug. Or D, Hunter, First Helmsley. Wow. And wow. Oh, my God. It's not Hakushi. Although that would have been a very good match. And then road dog i don't think was wrestling in 95 he was still the roadie if i believe so it's either i don't think it's triple h i don't think they ever fought on pay-per-view so that would leave bob holly but why would bob bob holly sparky plug was a face at this point so triple h was a heel i don't think they ever fought pay-per-view so I'm going to go just by the process of elimination. I'm going to say Hakushi, even though I don't remember the match. What was that? <laughs> it's right. Yeah. And you're right. It was a very good match. Was it? Yeah, I bet. Was it on the pay-per-view? It was on the pay-per-view. Also on the pay-per-view, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Bob Sparky Plug. Uh, yes. Well Hunter done. Hunter. Well done, Aaron. Yes, yes, yes. If I hadn't taken into account the face versus face dynamics, I was definitely going to go Bob Holly. Cheers. Cheers indeed. One and two and three and four and five. <laughs> How... <laughs> what is that, Black Cherry still? Is that what it is? Indeed. Mm. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Oh. <laughs> Aftershocks. <laughs> Love it. All right. We are on question eight, is it? Who did Razor Ramon oh, have God. to defeat on his way to the King of the Ring 94 finals? 
Was it A, IRS and Bam Bam Bigelow? B, IRS and Jeff Jarrett? C, Jeff Jarrett and the 123 Kid? Or D, the 123 Kid and Bam Bam Bigelow? Great question. Okay, so 94 was when he uh, lost to Owen Hart in the finals. Allegedly. I haven't seen the match, but that's my understanding. (laughs) So I think that he beat... I think IRS is definitely in there, and I don't think the 1-2-3 kid is. And I know Bam Bam Bigelow was bumming around in there somewhere. So I'm going to say IRS and Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah. His matches with IRS were brutal, man. I went back and looked at... I used to love that Royal Rumble one because... Because, uh, well, he wins and he uh, and he beats him with the razor's edge. But that match is mostly IRS in, in a rest hold sweating all over Razor. It really is. Yeah, yeah. it's disgusting. All right, there you go, bud. Boop. One, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> oh, 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 my. <laughs> All right. I'm good. All right. I like it. <laughs> we love it. So, this is question nine now? Yes. Okay, love it. Question number nine. Who scored the pinfall on Stone Cold Steve Austin at the Calgary Stampede? I'm just going to play this for a laugh. Uh, It was Owen Hart. I knew that anyways, but I think you mentioned that recently as well, so... Oh, did I? Yeah. So you're just you're just scraping the very scraping. yeah the crust of your brain for <laughs> questions. Now. This is all very recent information. <laughs> you know, be like, and he's got the he's got the shot in his mouth. I saw it glaze the top of his tongue. He <laughs> he's holding it in, guys, and he swallows. Wow. Yeah. Last question. Who did Bret Hart face at WrestleMania 11? This is... It was Bob Backlund. God damn you for... I'm insulted now. This is... I'm 11 for 10 questions today. (laughs) So I've surpassed even mathematically what I thought I was going to get. And I'm insulted by this. I mean... There were a couple questions in there that you got right. I did not think you're going to get. There, there were. There yeah. Were. What like the but, Scott Hall one though? You didn't think I was going to get the Scott Hall question right? I wouldn't have. Oh, yeah. No, I. I mean, I don't know. Anyways, so now thank you very well, much, Aaron. Well, do you have one more shot to do? Don't you? There it is. <laughs> and I just want you to hold it in as I clue us up for the evening. That's a game show. Again, trivia, Patrick Condon coming in with 11 points on a 10-question round. I don't know. I'm probably the best that you could ever do. That puts me at, uh, let me do the math here, 22 questions. 
and maybe Aaron has learned a little lesson. You can go ahead and swallow, bud. Holy God. Oh, fuck. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Okay. How much you got left in that bottle now? Wow. That's maybe, it's, maybe it's shot, if, if that. Jeez. All right. I love it. Here we go. That was 11. No, no, that was 10. 10 shots. So you did 10 drinks. I just did 10 shots. Holy fuck. All right. Here we go. Ray Mysterio. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. It is now. BWF Chronicles presents Timeline. Timeline. This, 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 this is the timeline. Amazing. Okay, so this week on the BWF Chronicles timeline series, we are jumping way back to when? The early 90s, I guess, now after playing around in the mid to late 90s for the last couple of episodes. Yes, this is going to be 1991, directly after... WrestleMania 7. And so set us up. What's going on at WrestleMania 7? What are we uh, what are we seeing? What's the landscape of the WWF at this point? Well, the landscape of the WWF is changing. Um we just had a retirement match between the Macho King, Randy Savage versus the Ultimate Warrior. The Warrior won that match and Randy Savage went into colored commentary. Paul Hogan just defeated Sergeant Slaughter to become the WF champion. The Undertaker had his very first WrestleMania match against Jimmy Superfly Snuka. You know, right now, Jake the Snake Roberts, he at WrestleMania 7, he just had a blindfold match against Rick the Model Martel, awesome which is match. pivotal. Yeah, awesome match. And it's pivotal um, because the lead up to this match, Martel blinded Jake the Snake Roberts with arrogance, his, his spray. And Jake was blind and said in one eye for, for many, many months. And it, this is where his character started to develop the more darker side. Up to this point, he was a more beloved character. You know, the fans loved him. Even when he was a bad guy healed during the mid to late 80s, the fans cheered him just because he was so oh, cool, I guess. He was just so different. Fans loved, loved Jake the Snake. So we pick it up in July. So Mania has been over now for three, four months. We're into the next quarter of the latter, about to go into the latter half of the year. And uh, where do we see Jake Roberts? Where does our story begin, Mr. Bishop? Okay, so Jake the Snake Roberts, of course, he had a snake for years, Damien. Right before we pick it up here, we see on TV Earthquake tying Jake the Snake Roberts up into the ropes. Yes. And then yes. Earthquake ends up squashing the snake. The snake is in the bag. Yeah. And Earthquake, you know, goes from rope to rope, and he jumps on the snake and squashes him. And you can see the pain, the torment in Jake's face. This is like, fuck the bloodline. This is cinema right here. This, there this, you this go. Is, this, oh, this my God. That term is being thrown around so much. Uh, Ra, I don't know when it was, last week or the week before, it ended with Judgment Day, uh, looking at each other, and people were like, this is cinema. They're just using it for everything, and it's and it's not cinema. You're right, this shit is cinema. A man who loves a snake. 
<laughs> he loves nothing else. <laughs> and, and the only thing he loves in this world is crushed by a very fat man. <laughs> Canadian <laughs> earthquake. Yes. In front of him, in front of millions of people and uh, devastates him. And so this causes Jake and, and also being blinded in the eyes, I guess, too. He's just been through a lot of emotional turmoil physically. You know, any, everybody knows that if something happens, uh, you lose some of your eyesight. I know some people that have lost some of their hearing. It's changed their personalities. People who suffer from hearing loss, they don't talk about it. They uh, high suicide rates, man. So Jake is on edge. Then he is stripped from the only thing holding him back in our world, in man's world. Uh, the only thing that he's loved, and that's gone. Gone. Just like that. And for what? For no reason. Except for Earthquake being a dick. So you, there's no, you, there's nothing, right? Just Earthquake just showed up and sat on the man snake. I got a cat, Michael. And I tell you, if somebody sat on my cat, Michael, and squashed him, I would probably turn to the dark side as well. Absolutely. So here we are, after the blinding, after the snake squishing, Jake the Snake shows up on the funeral parlor, which is hosted by The Undertaker's manager, Paul Bearer. Yep. And at this point, The Undertaker is feuding with the Ultimate Warrior. So just a week or two before this, The Undertaker actually stuffs The Ultimate Warrior into a casket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, man, I'd love to go back and look at all this stuff. Is Papa Shango uh, kicking around in all this stuff, or is that the following year? Shango is soon. It, yeah, yeah. Soon. These yeah. guys are all running into each other, right? Like, And they're all very weird uh, supernatural gimmicks with Shango, Ultimate War. I don't even know what that is. You got The Undertaker, and then you got Jake Roberts. Like, very, I don't know what it is, but there's just some element, some thread between the four of those characters that it just makes sense. It just makes sense. It gelled, and, like, it just flowed, and the storytelling was so good. So we're going to pick up here, as I said, at the funeral parlor, Jake the Snake going through all this shit. Poor guy, should have got some time off, but he's out here to entertain the fans. So he's still baby face at this point, I guess. Baby face, but as we'll see here in this promo, seeds are definitely planted. Oh yeah, look at him. Yeah, uh, is he coming out to his his heel music at this point? This, oh no, this is his face music. This is still his face music. Yeah, awesome music, man. What? Did I rest my case, or the snake's name is Lucifer? Who dies? Who's Lucifer? Snake's name is Lucifer. Yes, uh, that's a sign for sure. Vince picked up on that. I felt it. When Damien was taken from me from the earthquake, yes, I felt that ugly hand reach down and grab part of my soul. But that's a price the earthquake must pay. But should death ever come looking for me and knock upon my door, Mr. Paul Perry, I will jerk that door open, look into his eyes, and I will spit it. Because... I have something that rests upon my shoulder that will not let me fear death. 
Oh, Mr. Roberts, you're talking about your snake, aren't you? Paul was no. looking at Jake's crotch there. I'm talking there. about Lucifer himself, the Ooh. same one that rests upon your shoulders. Mm. Oh, I've always had my suspicions about you. But you know, and I know, that every man on his final walk to his resting place must face the Undertaker, even you, Jake Roberts! The way I see it, the Undertaker at this moment has his hands very full. Oh, but if you're talking about the Ultimate Warrior, that's no problem at all. We're just stringing him along to it's time to drop him in his final resting place. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How would you feel, and how would the Undertaker feel, if I shared the secrets of the darkness, and I shared the secrets of this cold, black heart, and the secrets of the Undertaker himself with the Ultimate Warrior. Oh. What side are you on, Jake? Oh, Mr. Roberts, you can't do that! You can't do that! <laughs> would you? Would I? Yes, I would. And all that the Ultimate Warrior must do to understand the darkness and the cold is to release, release all those fears of death. And secondly, he must do something that neither you or the Undertaker could ever do. And that's simply trust me. Trust me, warrior. Okay. Now this is oh. starting to this is starting to to bubble up some some of the old memories myself now. The ins and outs of this thing go on for quite some time, but we'll get there, I guess. So, um Primetime Wrestling, a uh, great segment. Um Jake is threatening to tell the secrets of the dark side to the Ultimate Warrior and uh so that he'll use that to defeat the Undertaker. Correct. Right. Now, I should have mentioned as well that uh, amongst all these uh, four characters I said before, Macho Man is on commentary in this, and somehow Macho Man also makes sense with all this, too. I don't like <laughs> Macho Man. Yeah, I get it. <clears throat> it's actually funny. <clears throat> I was watching the uh, Ultimate Warrior get stuffed in the casket, <laughs> and Macho Man was like, I remember WrestleMania seven stuff him in that crash and go ahead, like cheering on the cheering on the Undertaker. Oh. And then he was like, I let him out and beat him up some more. <laughs> Just like little little one liners like that. Yeah, was, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so uh so so where where do we go up to next? Uh, we see uh how the ultimate warrior has accepted the help from Jake the Snake Roberts. Right. Okay. Now this is a fairly well-known segment, I think. And I didn't realize that this was all a part of it, but this is good TV. All right. So, so we are back at the funeral parlor. So now Jake has left and he is hooked up with the uh, ultimate warrior to show him the dark side. 
So it looks like they're in some sort of funeral home or um, I, I don't know where they are. Honestly, there's just smoking shit. It's like a catacomb or something, but there's a, a coffin. The ultimate warrior dressed in his tassels and face paint. Uh, and trunks are sitting in the casket, acting like a buffoon, acting like a, like an animal. He really has no idea what a casket is. So, the snake side, if you can understand. <laughs> my man, trust me. Look at me, warrior. Step, step. It's like dealing with a dog. If you don't want to know, brother. It's like dealing with a dog. Yeah. I'm not gonna fight you. You want to learn? You'll lay down and you'll relax and accept it, man. Take that walk. You gotta walk it alone. I can show you the path, but I can't walk along and hold your hand. So if you're ready, warrior, as ugly as it feels, as bad as it smells, release it. Release it. Come on, open up your soul, brother, and let the snake in. Come on, now lay down. Lay down, my man. We should do a documentary about what is it about caskets that is like the ultimate fear of every wrestler for some reason. I don't think it's a big deal. I get in a casket. Come on, come on. He's not looking at anybody in particular. Piece of the puzzle. You said you came to me. I want to know. Trust me. Trust me. Never and seen flashbacks of him locked in the casket. Oh, so we're in his mind here. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's why he's scared of caskets. Trauma. Come on. Come on. Where are you going, man? You think you're going to find the puzzle, put it all together without doing this? I know. I've been there. I walked on that side, man. If you're going to get to heaven, you got to go through hell. I mean, Jake is carrying this. Jake oh, yeah. is having a very good segment. <laughs> Nice and slow, see? Nice and slow. Jim Helwig might not even know that this is being filmed right now. The coffin's locked, Jake's locking it. Uh, and you've got to sit back and live with it. There. Relax. Quit fighting it. Breathe easy, my man. Trust me. Let the coolness creep upon you. Feel it. Maybe you've gone long enough. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not quite. I mean, if you're gonna go for it, man, go all the way. Take it to the limit, right? You don't want a piece of the pie. You want it all. I think you finally released it, didn't you? The fear. Let it creep out of your body. This is oddly see soothing. How you're feeling, big man. Let's see how you're feeling now. He's opening the casket. Yeah. The casket has Ultimate yeah, Warrior logos all over it too, which is a nice little touch. That's the same look. The look of the Undertaker. It's in your eyes, Warrior. It's in your eyes. <laughs> Sorry, the Ultimate Warrior is sitting up like the Undertaker now. He just stares into the camera. This is amazing. This is he looks so like a cross-eyed. I don't know what he's looking at. Is it the camera? Is it the guy over there? Is it Jake? I don't know. <laughs> Just knowing how difficult he was to deal with behind the scenes makes it so much better. It's amazing. This is so good. Now we're moving on to the graveyard. 
Right, so this is a multi-part plan that Jake has put together for Ultimate Warrior, which is really good. I've done a lot of therapy in my time. I've never come across somebody that has done outdoor outings and props to help me get over my trauma. The warriors felt the coldness of the stone. This is really progressive for the WWF. The warrior's not taking these steps because he wants to. It's because he has to. Put the puzzle together. To put the puzzle together, he's had to do the hardest thing any man can do. Trust me. It's true. Trust me. And he has done that. And he has learned. But you see, you might be wondering where the warrior is right now. Uh, yes. <laughs> you might say he's digging up the past. Digging up the past. Yeah, off camera, we can hear some sort of digging happening. Growling, some animal. It's the, it's the ultimate warrior digging. Digging a grave. There we go, my man. Exhume the truth that lies beneath the soil. Come on, dig, dig. <laughs> His own grave. Nice. Two guys talking gibberish now. My favorite kind of wrestling. What is it? What does he take? It's there. This is illegal. This is very illegal. Got a skull in his hands. And he puts it right into mouth. I thought he was going to make it with that thing for a fucking workout. Uh, he takes it and uh, old warrior acts. His, his gimmick is like a, he's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. You see now, I must bury you with the same soil. Oh, the very same soil, my man. Bury your fear, warrior. That's what we must I do. I trusted you before, Snake Man. Before my gods, I trust you once again. <laughs> This is imagine this is a feature length film. It's like amazing. These two guys bury me snake man. Nothing on this Nothing so good. Now, but who's the skull? Do they ever say who that skull is that he dug up? It's what there it is. Yeah. My sunrise will know. Oh, he's just he's head. Warrior. Now the warrior is buried up to his nose, up to his mouth in dirt. And the skull is right in his face. But for now, huh? do you trust me? Do you trust me? Cast your eyes into the sockets of the dead. <laughs> just a very hazed look. We're having a certain contest with the skull. Well, 
Well, now we're back on the funeral parlor. Alright, so where uh, where are we in the storyline here? What are we about to watch, Aaron? Uh, Jake the Snake comes back out and we are about to find out. <laughs> Aaron doesn't know. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. I can't tell with him. He's been drinking. It's hard to read him now. Backstage now. Now we're going to see Jake Snake run into Bobby the Brain Heenan, and he's going to be mad that he's not on the list of the Macho Man wedding. of the puzzle. Maybe a little bit more than you want. It's going to be a hard piece to swallow. But you want to know the dark side, man? I'm going to give it to you. Maybe you'd like to go see it, huh? No, I don't think so, Bobby. You're not a man for that. I'll be ready Thursday night. Warrior, you be ready. Poor Jake. He's been blinded. He's had his snake squished and he's been denied. Is that what he was upset? He wasn't allowed to go to the, to the wedding? Exactly. Oh, you know, it's not Jake and Warrior. So where are they now? Set us up. Where Where is this? Looks like it's in a cube of some sort. Jake's uh, fashion style is uh, top-notch in this. I gotta say, I've noticed everything he's worn. <laughs> Sounds real nice, doesn't it? Go on. It's dark, but you're not afraid of darkness. Learn to live. Learn to slide in, my man. Go for it. You'll find the answer in the center of the room, warrior. I know it's dark, but find it. I'm stepping on it. What is it, Snake Man? Oh, you, maybe uh, I'll shed a little light on the subject for you there, big guy. Huh? What do you a snake pit. The amount of work Jake has gone through to set up this trap is uh, admirable, I gotta say. Just a little skin prick. Nothing that'll hurt you. Or he's kicking the snakes. Oh my god. What the Undertaker is made of. Now come on, let's get to the center of the room. You spoke nothing of this, Snake Man. You spoke nothing of this, Snake Man. You were buried in dirt. You were buried in a casket, and I brought you through it. Trust me. Trust me, go to the center of the room. Snake Man. Where it all went. 
Come on. Slide your feet along that way. Don't step on the snakes. Move them out of your way. Easy. <laughs> Just kicking these snakes. There's no need to harm them. Yeah, and it's probably a good time to mention that in real life, Jake was killing those snakes all the time. So, I, you know, the character Jake may have been changed, but Jake Roberts, uh, the, the man, could not give a shit about these snakes. Alright, so what is he doing? He's opening up now oh, some sort of Yeah, Lori's about to open a casket. Okay. Build a snake pit. Ooh, wow. Cobra. In the Cobra bit, the warrior. In the face. Is your heart beating a little faster? Is your blood pumping, warrior? Take care of yourself. Relax, I've told you. Getting a little sick now, huh? It's part of it. The venom racing through your body. Sure, no, I'm not a big man. Come on. So, oh, yeah, has Jake nice. turned on him yet? It sounds like he's been turning I on think him. This... I think this was the turning moment right here. Oh, okay. Fight all you want. Fight all you want, warrior. There's nothing left to give me, is there? Drop, warrior. Drop like the common man that you are. The poison runs through your veins. Oh, goodbye, cool world. Goodbye. Goodbye, warrior. Longest death scene ever. Yeah, it's just chewing the scenery here. Oh, yeah. Good man. come and see how the devil's work is done warrior burst through the door still got some fight in him it's the undertaker so jake and the undertaker were in cahoots this entire time They're at the feet, and then we look at the face of the Undertaker and Paul Bear. Great candle work here. Reach out I'm a snake. Never trust a snake. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Never trust a snake. I was going to say that earlier, actually. That's one of my sayings. All right. Great stuff, man. Like, that's so good. So we see the transformation. Of beloved Jake the Snake face to a devilish, demonic, crazy heel in Jake the Snake Roberts. He now has his cobra. This is good stuff. So, unfortunately for Jake, though, the program with the Ultimate Warrior will be cut short as the Ultimate Warrior holds up the WWF for money. <laughs> Have you heard this story before? I believe we touched upon it in uh, one of our early podcasts, but what is it? It's uh, going into SummerSlam? So we're heading into SummerSlam 1991. It's supposed to be the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter, General Adnan, and Colonel Mustafa, who is the Iron Sheik. So Ultimate Warrior and Jake were supposed to have 
a program, a storyline continuing after SummerSlam. But at the SummerSlam pay-per-view, the Ultimate Warrior went to Vince McMahon and said, I want $500,000 or I'm not going out. Wow. Great. Yeah. So Vince paid him the uh, $500,000 and fired him as soon as he got back from the ring. That's awful. Because, I mean, in terms of what's going on in wrestling right now, Hogan's busy with Sergeant Slaughter, right? Like, I mean, this program that Ultimate Warrior has going on right now is is way better. Artistically, you see what he was doing in the, he got, he's acting, you know, to the best of his ability. He's getting a lot of stuff going on here. He's not good at wrestling and he's not wrestling. So they're just, you know, doing what they can with him. It was a really unfortunate time for him to uh, try to ask for uh, more money. Yeah, exactly. So they pivot. And we have a vignette, uh, a promo here, um, or whatever you call it, a segment where it, this is after the Macho Man's wedding. The Macho Man and Elizabeth get, get married, and here we are. We are at the reception mm-hmm. of that wedding, and Elizabeth goes to open up a gift. What is in the box? This box. What's in the box? <laughs> Disaster. Everybody's having a good time. <laughs> Screaming! It's a it's a damn box of snakes. Who would do such a thing? The Undertaker attacking Macho Man with the urn. Wow, that snake oh, is scared for its life. Oh my God! It's scurrying away. Pandemonium is happening here. And we see Jake has another snake in his hand. He's threatening Elizabeth with this snake. Oh my God, Jake, give it up. <laughs> Have you no shame, man? I mean, Ace. your beef is not with him. Who's that? Like I said, it's wow. Sid. Oh my God. So this, is just, this is amazing. Sid's involved in this stuff? Like I said, just took a, a chair and Wooden fended chair. it off to take her and Jake the snake. He said justice at this point, right? So he's just doing what he's he justice. Just. Yeah. Yeah. Break it down for me now. You got the Undertaker who attacks alongside Jake, the Macho Man's wedding. Sid Justice jumps in, and the Ultimate Warrior is now taken out of this. So, what are we setting up next? How's everything going? So, we are setting up a segment where Jake is. This is Superstars. I'm, I'll never forget where I was the morning. In 1991, of this episode of Superstars, I was in Ryan Haggett's basement watching. Mm-hmm. This. I'll never forget it because this is how how much this following segment has meant to me as a wrestling fan. This is the segment. This is the the thing that got me hooked as a kid for life onto wrestling. This is this is important. This is very important shit. This has stuck with me my whole entire life. So right now we're gonna watch. Jake the Snake in the middle of the ring calling out Randy Savage, who is on color commentary. He's on commentary. Snake eyes. At least he's not going for the back. Wait a minute, he's got the microphone in his hand. Hey. Yeah, you with the orange hat up there. All right, Randy Savage. 
talking about me. Macho man. Yeah, you looking at me. Don't you look real sweet? Easy, watch. You know something? Just ignore the guy, all There right? was a time in my life that I almost, almost looked up to you. You were the Intercontinental Champion. You were the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion at one time. I almost envied you. But you know what? I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking to myself, here's a man that used to be a real man. Ignoring. But obviously he's grown a little soft, hiding yes. behind the Just skirt ignoring. of a woman. Easy, much. Easy, so I tell you what, macho man, why don't you see if you can Barry Piper's skirt? Oh boy. Now you take it easy, Ronnie Piper, oh, too. He's Wait standing up. Macho he's standing up. Macho. Well, isn't that something? Boy, you look don't real good it. in pink, too, I might tell you that. Yeah, let them make you stop. Don't let All them right, let okay. you go. Just a closer look. Come on, macho man, there's two things. Not too close. You're supposed to be reinstated. There are two things, ladies and gentlemen, stopping him from coming in here. One is common sense, and the other is fear. Fear is what he has for me. You are nothing but a gutless, yellow, stinking coward with no sense in the world to step your feet right in here. Now, here I am. I'm standing right here waiting on you. No! Come on! No, Come don't on. do it! Macho! Come on, little man! Don't Come do on. it! The no. official! Yeah. Trying to get What's Randy Savage down from there! You're only oh, this close! Macho. Oh, no! Don't blow it! He's going for it! He's pushed! Wait a minute! Jake Roberts with a clothesline! Down goes Randy Savage! The Macho Man is just squirming. He's trying his hardest to get out of the predicament he's in. He's, he said his arms are tied up in the, in the bottom and the middle rope. He can't move. Jake has the snake here now, the Cobra. Oh my god, that looks scary. What camera the camera angles they're getting here is ridiculous. Close up on the face of the cobra that he's kissing. Oh my god. Here comes Jake. He's going up the macho man with the cobra. Oh my god. The snake is putting Macho Man's arm. The cobra is chewing the shit out of Macho Man's arm. What the fuck? That's crazy. And it's real. And it's being controlled by Jake Roberts, of all things. Like like the blood is coming out of the arm. I mean, this snake is not letting go. He is dug in there deep. Fucking, oh my God. Now, I heard that there was a lot of uh, apprehension on the part of Macho Man, too. Poor Savage. Oh my yeah. God, this is crazy. Jake is trying to get the snake 
off the arm of the Macho Man. Uh, comes Elizabeth. Now, they're already married, right? So this isn't like, where was she before, really? Well, oh, now he's swinging the snake out of... Swinging the snake around, yeah. So I'm not sure. I know that um, that Jake offered to let the snake bite him beforehand to show... So, yeah, here's the story. Behind the scenes, Macho... Paranoid anyways. Yes, exactly. He's a, he's a paranoid motherfucker anyway. But he would not go out and do the segment unless the snake bit Jake first. Prove that it wasn't snake, poisonous. To prove that it wasn't poisonous, exactly. Because he asked Jake, oh, wow, is this yeah. snake venomized? Jake said, of course he is. Macho was like, well, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. He, <laughs> <laughs> he had to get nice. Jake the snake to bite him first. So Jake was pissed beforehand. So Jake admits that he paintbrushed the snake before going out. He slapped the shit out of it to get it angry. Oh and then God. he latched and watched him. And then the snake would not let go because he was, you know, obviously pissed off. Wow. And here we go. Watchman is trying to punch Jake. He's selling like he's been poisoned. He's falling down all over the place. He can't keep his balance. Elizabeth is losing her fucking mind. Uh, we have officials trying it to grab Macho Man, try to put him on a gurney so they can stretch him out. And Snake was, oh, this, this, oh, is, no. crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. The Cobra is just sitting up, hissing, and they have a close up of the Cobra and Jake at the same time. Like, it, this is, yeah, it's pretty iconic. As I said, this is fucking cinema. Children crying, crying at the audience. There's children crying at the audience. This is total pandemonium, man. Beat the snake laughing in the corner. I can't believe that they left it up to Jake to get the snake in this. Like, they didn't bring in a snake guy. It's crazy. Now, is this also the segment where Jake and the snake are looking at each other? Yes. Right here. Right here. The snake, yes. The cobra and Jake the snake are looking at each other. And snake is Jake the snake is laughing. At the Cobra, like, this is such good shit. Oh, my God. So, yes, very iconic. Everybody that was around at this time remembers that segment. Huge segment coming up right before, I guess, Survivor Series. Or what's the next beats of this story that never gets mentioned compared to the bloodline? I mean, this is, uh, you said it before. I got to agree with you. So far, beat for beat, this is a great story. The greatest story ever told it beats the mega powers in my opinion in yeah my opinion, i mean this is this is the greatest story ever told yeah i i don't know that i would go as far as to say that but i gotta say that the ins and outs of what's going on here even with the uh curveball of the warrior being taken out and having to switch over i mean you got so many cool stories outside of the ring that you don't really see anymore. The only thing that this is missing for me right now is some of those good old classic wrestlers yelling at the camera, you know, in a room, you know, back and forth kind of thing. So if we add that, then maybe it is the best of all time. So Macho Man has survived the snake bite. Where are we going from there? So after this, if WWE fans remember Jack Tunney, the man comes on screen and he actually reinstates the macho man beautiful so after wrestlemania being retired finally macho man is back 
and he's back to do battle with Jake the Snake. So obviously they're fighting when? Uh, Survivor Series, what's the next stop? So the pay-per-view directly after Survivor Series 1991, I think it was like four or five days later, not even, it's probably two days later. It's called This Tuesday in Texas. Taker was the champion heading into this Tuesday in Texas, and he lost the championship to Hulk Hogan. Right. So Hogan, um, yeah, I mean, there's just so much chaos going around because of this warrior thing. So Taker moved into the main event spot, and Jake is with Liz, is uh, fighting uh, Macho Man. He's wrestling Macho Man at this Tuesday in Texas? Yes. This is a very famous, like, not for the match itself, but for what happens after the match. Um, Macho Man, you know, he gets his win, but, you know, Macho Man wins, wins the battle, but Jake wins the war in this one. This is very crazy shit. Like, this storyline has it all. You have a man getting bitten by a snake, and then you're going to have what happens next happen. I won't say what. All right. We're going to listen to it, but this is nuts. So here we are. It's the end of the match. Macho Man has beaten Jake Roberts. We got Elizabeth in her classic pose of guarding the uh, Macho Man as Jake is taking his snake is out again. Yeah, Elizabeth is just trying to protect her. As you said, he, she's draped over him. Please, Jake, stop. Please, Jake, stop. Got Jake right him. now. <laughs> he just he slapped Elizabeth with his snake glove, but he's putting, he's putting the glove on, getting ready to break out that cobra. He's telling her to start begging now. Beg for the macho man. Leave him alone. She's pleading. Even the ref. He's an animal, Earl Monsoon says. He's got the snake. He's still in the bag. Still in the bag, yeah. Jack Tunney is out. This, oh. Oh my God! Now he's got Elizabeth by the hair. Gonna DDT her? That's what Bobby thinks. Oh wow! He slapped Elizabeth. He slapped Miss Elizabeth. Unbelievable! Has anybody ever put their hands on? For all these years, can you believe that someone has actually slapped his lady? Jake Roberts uh, hitting a woman. Uh, How could you? A woman? No man wants a woman that's gonna lay down and grovel and beg for somebody's life. If it's a woman that I want, I want her to stand up. Stand up and be that. Be what I want. As far as slapping her, yeah, I slapped her, but I'll slap myself. I'll slap you, Gene Oakland. But I'll tell you something, Randy Savage. DDT and you was fine. That really felt good. 
grab the hold of your arm and say, and jerked her up off her knees. Huh? That was good. And then when I put my hand across her face, my man, it felt so good I should have to pay for that. Yeah, I would pay <laughs> wow. to do that. So the next time you think about crossing this snake's path and a snake chooses his own path where nobody else wants to go, you think about it again. But if you do decide to, please do me one little favor. I'm begging you. Please bring her back. Let me touch her again. Oh, get out uh, of here, please. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. All right, so so now we're just ramping up here. We, you know, we got the first match. Macho Man wins, but does not win the war, as you say. What do we got next as we uh, transition into 1992? So 1992, uh, they basically wrestle each other a lot on, on house shows and stuff like that. The Royal Rumble comes up. Macho Man eliminates Jake the Snake. And then in one of the greatest botches of all time, Macho Man eliminates himself. Oh, uh, that's where he jumps over the, yeah, jumps, jumps over, the, over the thing. And that that's 1992. That's the one that Flair wins, right? That's for the actual title. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, leading up to uh, their blow-off match, which is at Saturday Night's main event. In which is a big deal. I mean, that's kind of what a, deal, a pay-per-view yeah. was back in the day. Uh, it's what they television. into WrestleMania, so yeah, it's yeah. it's a big deal. It's on NBC, you know. Um, these guys had some really good promos on the house show circuit leading up to this match. I don't know if you want to want to listen to a couple of them. Yeah, I mean, if it's two wrestlers looking at a camera and yelling at the other one, then this is exactly what I was two hoping for. Away, oh yeah. One split second. Yeah, there's is their their match at, at uh, Saturday Night Main Event going to be a steel cage match? Why are they? Oh, this is the house show in Philadelphia. Oh, so that was a steel cage match. Wow, you're really not even close to where you need to be. Wow, man, I didn't know you were that far off. February the fifteenth in Philadelphia at the Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> and I already know what can happen when somebody runs their head into one of these. He's breaking. He's breaking. It doesn't even matter. I'm expecting to get hurt. But what's important is that I'm going to hurt you. Philadelphia Spectrum Kick Brady with all that I am and with all that I ever was. God Beautiful. damn. Beautiful stuff. Was it was Jake? Oh, there's another Macho Man. Do we, is there any Jake promos going up into this? Um, I I don't know. I only remember the Macho Man ones because they're so intense. Yeah. I mean, this one here is right after he slapped Elizabeth. Oh. You took your dirty stinking hands, yeah, and you put them on Elizabeth, yeah, who was begging. You feel good right now, but later on, you're going to feel that you wish that you didn't do that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Did you put your hands on Elizabeth? Your dirty stinking hands on Elizabeth. Yeah. You put your hands. Yeah, Jack the Snake Roberts, I don't care how much you pay it, man. I'm going to beat you down. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. 
Elizabeth will be at ringside when the match wow. <laughs> nice close-up oh, shot of that. Oh. That's some good stuff. So they go to Saturday night's main event leading into WrestleMania. They do not fight at WrestleMania. They don't. Uh, so because the match at WrestleMania is yeah, they got other plans. Macho Man. We'll we'll see what those other plans yeah. are okay. at the end of this, this video. Macho Man is just beating Jake Snake Roberts. I, 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 All is great in the world. Elizabeth is in the ring. Everybody's celebrating. Vince is coming in his pants. I can't believe that Jake allowed himself to get beat like this. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> uh, Jake always wins the war. So Jake is hiding behind the camera, the curtain the now, backstage. Macho Man and Elizabeth are heading down the aisleway. Jake is behind the curtain. They don't know he's there. He has a steel chair in his hands. And he says What's he's he going to do? No. The first person that comes through, he doesn't care who it is, if it's Elizabeth or his Macho Man. Elizabeth, right now, coming in the aisleway, is ahead of the Macho Man. So if he does hit somebody, it's going to be Elizabeth. Here he goes. He has it, you know, in his hands like a baseball bat. He's fucking. Who's going to stop him? Winding up. Oh no! No, it's a lit. Wow. Who's the Undertaker? Undertaker is saving Elizabeth. Oh! Macho Man takes the opportunity and takes out Jake with a chair of his own. Well, so this is a babyface turn for the Undertaker then. This is the babyface turn for The Undertaker. This episode today covered it all, man. We had a babyface Jake the Snake turning into a heel, and we had a heel Undertaker turning into a face right here. And there's the close-up. The eyes are in the back of the head. Fuck you, Jake. Nobody touches Elizabeth, you piece of shit. And you know <laughs> what? I think we might have gotten our answer, too, to who is the fourth on, on Mount Rushmore of equally good babyface heel. And oh, Undertaker. That's crazy. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, really good year storytelling that, uh, you know, I have only really seen the kind of the highlights, uh, but I didn't know the sort of the ins and outs as detailed as this. And it's a really good storyline. What happens at WrestleMania? So, at WrestleMania, Jake the Snake goes against the Undertaker. In what would be Jake's final match in the WWF until 1996. Unfortunately, Jake's personal life is caught up to him. The crack pipe, everything else. Um, his life would start going downhill a bit. He would go to WCW. Then he would go to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And he would go back to WWF for about a year or so in 1996. But... Honestly, after this, this is this is the end of Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the only thing that he does of note is he's the guy that Stone Cold beats in 96 before he cuts his uh, Austin 316 match. We have covered in our archives, correct. And there was talk, speaking of The Undertaker, so The Undertaker at this, after this point, after what we just saw, goes on a babyface run that will last until 1999, I think, when he goes with the ministry of darkness and Absolutely. 
and uh, you know was beloved uh, beloved and then has a great heel run but it, and a lot of things make so much more sense now because i had always heard the rumor that in the ministry of darkness storyline the higher power was rumored to be jake roberts at one point it was rumored to be jake roberts it was rumored to be ted dibiase unfortunately <laughs> It ended up being Vince McMahon. Yeah, but I mean, it would have made so much more sense if it was Jake. I always liked that concept um, before, but now knowing the history of the two of them, it just it seems like such a obvious, you know, satisfying answer to the higher power. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. I think that, like, and now, I mean, we're not talking about the higher power, but just as we are, I, I think... I stopped watching wrestling for about a two or three year period after Vince McMahon was revealed to be the higher power because it didn't make any sense at all. Funny story about that. I remember also being in the basement of my sister's house in 1999 when the higher power angle was going on. And at the time, Raw came on late and it was a school night. So I used to record Monday Night Raw to VHS and watch it the next day. I remember waking up at 3.30 in the morning on the Raw replay on TSN. And it was at the exact moment when Vince went, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. I, I woke up to that moment, sigh, wow. like, son of a bitch. It went right, yeah. back to, right back to sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> what a, yeah, oh. just awful. My reaction yeah. to that was actually what JR's reaction was when it happened, which is just like, son of a bitch. Like, son of a bitch. Yeah. 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 yeah just exactly. completely rendered months of months of storyline. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so Jake would have been a great one. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was really interesting. Jake got to flex his muscles uh, a lot in that. We got to see a little bit of crazy macho man. And we got to see a lot of crazy Ultimate Warrior in there. So, yeah, a lot of great characters involved in that story. And like you said, it sort of fittingly comes to an end at WrestleMania 8, is it? Yeah, WrestleMania 8. Matchman would end up facing Ric Flair for the World Championship and winning his second and last WWF title at that event. His babyface title run that was also very complicated. We should uh, do that story sometime because, I mean, there's just a lot of wild stuff happening in wrestling at this point. And like you said, Undertaker adds to his uh, streak and defeats Jake Roberts definitively. I think uh, this Taker kicks out of a DDT as well, doesn't he? In that match. No, I don't think he does. But he uh, tombstones shake the snake on the outside. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, Jake puts puts him over clean, and then, like you said, uh, everybody is off into the sunset. Aaron, once again, I love it when we can do a episode uh, where I learn to fill in the pieces and to take a look at a storyline that I'm not familiar with, and that's exactly what we did this week. That is my sole purpose in life, to educate you and our lucky listeners, <laughs> whoever yes. they are, whoever they are. Thank you for listening. This is all we're trying to do is just fill in the blanks and relive some of the memories that we had as as, as children, as kids. This is the stuff I live for, man. You know, and I look forward to this podcast every week. I wouldn't change anything for the world, man. I love it. <laughs> 
Aaron has had 10 shots, ladies and gentlemen, in case you missed it. I he had... oh. <laughs> and on that note, we will be off next week. Our first hiatus going to enjoy, but I'm also going to be looking forward to getting back into what will be considered, I guess, our official second quarter or second half of the year. For two, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is, yeah, this is the 14th episode of season one next week or two weeks from now sorry yeah as you mentioned it would be season two episode one are we, gonna call, are we gonna call it a new season all right i don't know we didn't discuss that i didn't realize it was that crazy i thought we'd just take a little break a little mid-season hiatus take it a call kind of. oh my god don't give him alcohol ladies and gentlemen because it goes right <laughs> to his head the power all right, so it would be very disappointing if this is, in fact, the swan song. We never come back again, but I promise you that we will be back in two weeks. We're not going to be one of those podcasts that stop after two episodes. We're not going to be one of those podcasts that if they take a break for a week, they never come back again. We're here to stay, ladies and gentlemen. You can believe in us. You can believe in the BWF. You can put us on at night and go to sleep to the sound of us going back and forth. And There's a reason why we dropped two episodes this past weekend. So, and what's that? What is that reason? So they can have something to listen to while we're on hiatus. You know, of course, there's there those go. two episodes and there's the episode. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you once again, Aaron Bishop. Take us home. Thank you once again. Love you, buddy. See you soon. <laughs> Peace, love, take, <and> grease. <laughs>